The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm still Sid Bennett. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Well, today, as usual, we're covering subjects that are at the heart of the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Now, if you're new to our show, and it's no accident that you're here, if you're new, the Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual disciplines. In fact, here are just a few that you've probably heard of. Jesus, Buddha, Mother Mary, Archangel Michael, Maitreya, Confucius, Afra, Hilarion, who many of you would know as St. Paul, and countless others who have made their ascensions and are guiding us toward the same goal. Their teachings are universal. We don't play favorites. (laughs) And there is an essential purity to these teachings that hearts like yours, perhaps, with the right attunement will recognize as the truth. Now, we promised that we would answer some of your questions today, and we will. But first, let's briefly visit and revisit the four essential questions around which this program is built. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? So, who are we? (laughs) We've already said who we are. (laughs) Well, we're sons and daughters of God, and I think that is, uh, you know, maybe it's a blinding statement of the obvious to some people, but it's important to acknowledge that as our starting point. We're not evolved pond scum. (laughs) We didn't come from apes, you know. There's certainly a scientific aspect of evolution, but we are different. We are created by God, yes, in our physical form, but much more in terms of our soul is created by God in the purity of God. And we, this is the really exciting news, we have the presence of God within us. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Well, what does that mean? It means God has taken a portion of himself, a drop from the ocean of his consciousness, and put it in us. And that's a pretty amazing statement. And of course, as you know, one drop in the ocean is the same as the ocean. Exactly. And so we have that portion of God. We call it the mighty I am presence, the I am that I am, that appeared to Moses and gave him the instruction. So we have that presence of God, which is the purity of the, the absolute essence of Godhood, and we also have a Holy Christ self. A Holy Christ self is like our guardian angel. It's the Son of God. The Christ is the Son of God. And as Jesus manifested the Christ in the fullness, so we're intended to manifest that as well. And it seems a long way off sometimes, but our Holy Christ, is, Christ self is there as we call to him, ask him to help us, to guide us, to direct us, so that we might follow in the footsteps of Jesus, which, of course, was the whole intent of his mission. Not that we should worship him as the exception to the rule, but he's the example for each one of us to follow. And, and these are such 
fundamental truths that they change our entire perspective, our mindset of how we approach life. Christian, traditional Christian theology says we're worthless sinners, we're born in sin, we die in sin, unless we accept Jesus as our Savior. Well, yes, we have all sinned, but we're not sinners by nature because God is in us. God is not a sinner by nature. We've taken free will and misused it, but that doesn't change the fact that God is within us. We often say that God is the doer, and as simple a statement as that is, God is the only action that, that can take place in our universe. Because every, all the energy <laughs> we use is from God. It's from God, yeah. And God really took a leap of faith here, if I may say that, <laughs> by trusting us. He gave us free will. So we can take his energy, which we do every day. That's what animates our body and live, breathe, and so forth. And we can qualify in any way they want. That's called free will. Well, we've made some mistakes, and some people choose to, to really misqualify that through anger, through hate, through bad deeds, or whatever. But God has given us free will. And so because of that choice of free will, we can also choose to do his will and return to him, mm-hmm. not losing our individuality, but you know, becoming immortal in our individuality through God. You know, let's talk for a minute about how karma in- interacts with that whole um, continuum because we're, we're using the, the power of God to create. We are co-creators with God. And if we, if we create something which is not good in the, in the essence of God, that has to be purified before it can return to God. This is the, the nature of karma, isn't it? Well, it is. And, and um, what you have to do is you have, to, you have to qualify all of those misqualifications before you can ascend back to the heart of God. And here's where... Not the, all of it. Your, what's that? Not all of it. No, 51% is, <laughs> is the law of the day, so to right. speak. It used to be 100%. But here's the beauty of the Holy Christ self, is that it is the advocate. And it will not allow anything less than perfection to get through to the mighty I am presence, which is where we build uh, upon our causal body. It is our causal body, but we... It's our we, treasures in heaven. It's our treasures in heaven. And All the it, good things we've done in this and other embodiments. And it's our identity. Mm-hmm. It's our identity. I mean, Buddha's, uh, Buddha's causal body is different than Jesus' causal body based upon the, the different works that they did, even though all of that is, is perfection in the heaven world. And we know that these great saints and sages did not come into their final ex- the embodiment perfect. No. You know, that they still had karma to balance like everybody else. Well, even, you know, it says in the Bible, Jesus learned obedience through suffering. That's a pretty... Amazing statement, isn't it? <laughs> it and, really and, is. You know, he had a very small percentage of his karma left, but nonetheless, he had to learn, and every time you come to embodiment, you've got to learn to eat again, don't you, and do things. <laughs> so it's not an easy thing. But I think what we're trying to say here, Tom, we say, who am I? We want people to understand that they are of God. And because they are of God, they have potential to become God, not in a blasphemous sense, but to put on who they already are merging with their soul to have an identity in God that is very unique, very special, and no one else in the universe has your divine plan. But this is our destiny if we choose it. And no one's telling us that. They're telling us we're either worthless sinners or we're, you know, we're evolved pond scum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is an important mindset to bring in. Because I know that God is in me, I have a divine plan and a mission, then that opens up the door and the window for everything else that we can do and become. And, and you know, here's another thing that, that I know we're going to t- touch on in another segment late toward the end of the show. But we are, we are keepers of the flame. We keep the flame for life. And first of all, when we find out that we are made of God and that we've got God in us, we can begin to keep the flame for ourselves and begin to do, do some right things, let's say, if we've been going down <laughs> a left-handed path in certain areas of our life. 
And so what happens is that as we keep the flame for ourselves and for God, we become an example. And we become that example to others who will say, wow, I want, I want to be like that. I want more of that. Uh, yep, yep. And so you become, first of all, a keeper of the flame in your, in your immediate family, in your community, in your nation, and or well, at the you, world level. You know, uh, you, you're bringing up something we've, we've talked about before, and that is people do a soul reading or an auric reading, right. and they encounter us. That, that we may not be thinking these thoughts in our head, but our heart knows something about the person that we are encountering that our head perhaps cannot comprehend. Right. That is the nature of the soul. It's the beauty of that soul. It's the nature of the flame. It's the degree to which we are a magnet mm-hmm. for the light and for the life that and, we represent as God. You know, this, this is all part of the, the concept that what we do matters. Oh, you know? our accountability. We're not, we're not putting in time here. Until we die, you know, eat, drink, and mirror be die. That's that's the line of the follow ones because they know they have no hope of eternal life because they've rejected God. But what we do matters not only in terms of our personal lives and our family, but it matters to other people on the other side of the globe. What we do matters to them, and so it gives you a sense of responsibility. Now that we have the knowledge of who we are, hey, I want to do some right things. I want to I want to balance my karma. I want to help people. I want to be an instrument of God. And we can be through, you know, many different ways, the science of the spoken word, through our devotions, our love, and whatever. I mean, it's, this is all very exciting. Oh, it's and awesome. you know what? This has been kept from us. It's been hidden from us by Orthodox Christianity or Orthodox Buddhism or whatever it is that we have this potential to become God. Not our human consciousness becoming God, but our soul within us to merge with our God identity, to yeah. be immortal and to serve God in a very unique and special way. And I, I, I just may add, add here as part sure. of this, we are not immortal until we make our ascension. Right. Our souls are not immortal until we ascend back to God. The soul can be lost. Yeah. And when we, and when we speak, I am immortal, what we're doing is we're, we're treasure mapping, so to speak, for who we will be. Yeah. Well, as, as we've said many times, when you say I am, you are basically saying God in me is. That's right. And it's a statement of your, your God identity. Pretty powerful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. And this is not hubris. This is not pride. You know, I mean, to understand these things we're trying to impart here is enlightened self-interest. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, because God is the doer, we have a lot of reasons to be humble. <laughs> we sure you know, do. <laughs> I, I can tell you my, my human consciousness can't do it. Anything, basically, other than get me into trouble. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind me being in some of the trouble you're in. <laughs> well, you know, I think, again, we, we come back to the point that who we are is a magnificent being in the light of God, and we are going home. This is where we, are, this is where we started from. We, we're going back to our origins now in the heart of God. Yeah, and, and so, <laughs> you know, what is so hard for people is because they've, they've been programmed to be condemned. Yeah. You know, you to be You're limited, a worthless to sinner, you know, how can a child born in innocence be a worthless sinner? I mean, it, it just, it defies logic. And so there is a condemnation upon the people of God, or if they make a mistake, oh, you can never be a holy person because of this mistake you made. Well, guess what, folks? <laughs> We've all made them. The ascended masters made them. We've all made every mistake there is to make, and probably more times than we like to think about in our embodiments. So we need to correct that. We need to balance that karma. We need to right the wrong. But that doesn't mean we're sinners just because we've sinned. You know, and so if we approach this to know that God in me is worthy of all this, even as I walk the way home, it changes everything. And, and think of yourself as an ascended master. You know, I mean, that's where you're headed. Right. Tom, could, could we talk a little bit about the, the levels of who we are? Uh, for instance, I'm looking at my notes here. I've got student, chila, friend, brother, Christ. So there are, there are stages. In other words, we start out at a, at a low level. Um, of, of, not non-commitment. The student is simply one who's interested. Okay. 
and then it goes from there to higher and deeper levels of commitment. Okay. Th- these are what you're describing are the five levels of discipleship. Okay. Right, where you, uh, you become the Christ. At the end of that rainbow, At that's that who rainbow. you are. You embody the Christ, the universal Christ. And so what this says is that there is a path to be walked. Exactly mm-hmm. right. It's not a passive, you know, get up in the morning, go to work, do your thing, come home and watch TV. I mean, that'll get you exactly nowhere. Um, <laughs> but, but there's a path to be walked. Well, where do I start? What do I do? I mean, this is good news, but I don't even know where to, where to, where to begin. Yeah. Well, God will meet you wherever you are. Yeah. Okay? The Ascended Masters will work with you. We need to study, read the materials they have given us, practice spoken word. But there's a path, and if we're faithful to that path, God will most certainly guide us. We we learned to, we have to learn to play in the sandbox first of all like like we did when, we we crawl before we walk yeah you know? the first grades and one thing and another and and so you know it's it's exciting to know that as as far as our listeners are concerned that you don't have to you don't have to jump to the end of the uh, of the uh, ladder or you so don't to want speak. to storm heaven no so just start out where you are yeah and that's that's on that note let's uh, take a break we'll be back in just a few short minutes please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. 
Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door, where today we're talking about those four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And we're going to answer a few other of the more thorny questions as we move into the latter stages of the show. But we were just talking uh, before the break about the who am I question. I think we covered that pretty well. Uh, we move into the why am I here? You know, what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> and why do I keep coming back? Yeah. You know, well, basically. And everybody kind of wonders it at some point or another, especially when you're kind of a teenager. I think you, you begin to wonder. Those big questions. What is, you know, what, what am I it all doing about? Here? What's it all about? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the I remember having this discussion with my children when I would basically ask the question, do you know where you're going? Do you have a sense of what your life is focused on? Because if you don't have it, you know, it's like if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. <laughs> you know, so you want to have a focus. And if you know where you're going, that's one half of the equation. Okay, well then, how do I get there? Yeah. You know, so what we're talking about now is why am I here, which is basically how we formulate the, the question of, you know, where am I going sort of. Why, why, why are we here? What's your divine To balance plan? karma, yeah. serve yeah. life? I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, it goes back to the core of our existence, which is free will. At some point in our existence, in our creation, we chose to take, go into the physical realm. That was our choice. And the reason people do this was to gain mastery. In other words, you, don't, you really do learn from your mistakes on the physical plane, as we know. That takes a while sometimes, but we do learn from them. <laughs> and so you're developing a certain level of mastery. But what happened was we got entangled. And because of the fall, the fallen mm-hmm. angels who came and embodied on earth, literally, physically embodied yeah. on earth, and led the people of God astray, we've made karma. And the, when you have karma, you're, you're to a certain extent trapped in a situation until that karma is resolved. And so God has sent his avatars, he sent his great teachers, Jesus and others, to come and tell us the way out. And... Um, some have listened and some have not. And, of course, their teachings have been a little bit distorted, as we know in the Christian theology, um, so that people don't know the real truth of Jesus' mission. And so, again, we're lost a little bit. Well, what happens is the cycles turn. This is a new age, age of Aquarius, as we've heard, and opportunity comes. And that's why these teachings have come forth. They started with the Theosophical Society in 1875 or 76, I think, and the revelation of the Ascended Masters and the way home. And so it's a time when the door literally is open for us, not only to, to go home to God, but to balance karma and to resolve those issues that keep us tied here. Why do we keep re-embodying over and over again on planet Earth? It's very simple. We have karma here, and until we resolve that, we can't go on. Yeah. You know, you remind me of something that I just came across in the last 24 hours, I think. It had to do with all of the terror and tyranny in the world that we see right now and how depressing it can be to look at it if we, if we don't recognize that there's something underneath that and broader and bigger than that that basically it'll cancel it out. The point that was being made was this. You're seeing the death throes of the fallen ones right now. You're seeing them literally gasping their dying breath. And so it's like um, somebody made the analogy that occasionally you'll see somebody who's terminally ill. Mm-hmm. And right before their transition, they seem to have this resurgence there's, there's this moment, almost it seems as if, as if they're cured. You see them energetic again. There's a, dynam, a dynamism that seems to be there that wasn't there, you know, the day before. Right. Well, usually that's the last gasp, you know, the, the light is basically going and then they're gone. Right. But the point that we're making was that you see in the world like ISIS and ISIL, you know, in Syria now, 
other places in the world uh-huh. where there seems to be all this terrible darkness. They're, they're, they're breathing in their last. And I like to believe that that's true because I think that what we're seeing now are the death throes of the fallen ones. We're about it, to it, enter a very bright time. And it's a time to be on guard even more. Oh, you have to because be. Because it's the dangerous time. It's like a cornered animal. <clears throat> And if you, if you don't understand the equation of the fallen angels taking physical embodiment on this planet, then you don't understand the equation of absolute good and absolute evil. People want to make everything in relative terms. Well, they're really not so bad, or they're really not so good, or whatever. And there are relative terms of good and evil, but there is absolute good and absolute evil. And if you don't understand that's an equation on planet Earth, you can't get the can't understand what's going on here. Why well, is it like this? And you don't bargain with the devil. You don't compromise either. I mean, that's the thing people forget. They think, oh, there's really no evil in the world. Or I've heard people say that very uh-huh. thing. Well, folks, the, the, the news is there is evil <laughs> in the world. And you've got to be, as you said, you've got to be prepared. But, but, but God has given us the tools. God yeah. is greater. I mean, Archangel Michael threw Lucifer out of heaven. So that shows you who's on top, right? Yeah. And so, but we have to ask for that protection. You know, why are we here? We're here to balance our karma. But we're also here to help others. And so we make prayers to Archangel Michael for our protection, the protection of the people of God upon this planet. We don't have to fight the fallen angels ourselves. The archangels, the angels will do that. But we have to call them because we talk about the law of octaves. The archangels, the angels cannot intercede in events on planet Earth in the physical octave unless they're asked to because of free will. Well, if we weren't here to make those calls, who would? You see, that's, that right there is a reason for living, is to plead and call for the intercession of God and his archangels to bind these forces of evil, protect the sons and daughters of God, get them the truth of who they are and, and what their potential is, instead of this weight of blanket condemnation that is upon the people of God on this planet. If you're told you're a worthless sinner enough times, do you start to believe that? You, of course you do. Yeah. You know? You're not given an alternative to Yeah, an alternative. So there's a tremendous weight of condemnation on the people of God on this planet. Well, the teachings of the Ascended Masters will answer those four basic questions, but they, they will take a weight off of you about who you are, whether it's a weight of self-condemnation or burden about mistakes you've made in this or maybe even other lifetimes, and say, look, there's a way home. Everybody make mistakes. You can rectify their wrongs. You can balance that karma. Stand in dignity before your God and for your fellow man as a son and daughter of God with a divine destiny. Instead of all this malarkey, you know, that we hear... Uh, this condemnation on the people and, the, you know, just have a good time, quote-unquote. Well, and, and, and don't expect anybody else to do it for you. I mean, ultimately, this is your own personal accountability. Right. And the prayer work helps. You know, you mentioned making calls. Well, that's one of the things we talk about a lot is the violet flame, the science of the spoken word. These are tools that are effective, and they have been proven again and again by people who have made it where we want to go. Right. So, you know, we, we practice, this part of our practice is doing decrees. You want to talk a bit about the violet flame in particular, just in terms of what it can do? Well, well first of all, a decree is, is, is a scientific formula that we endow with light. Where does this light come from? It comes from our I am presence, comes through our heart, goes through our throat, which is a chakra, which is a center of light. And so it's very powerful. You take this pure energy of God and you qualify it. And we do this 24 hours a day, whether we're aware of it or not. But what a decree does, it takes a scientific formula for calling forth light. It's, these are written by the Ascended Masters. There's, they have thoughts and keys in them and focusing light. We have one to Archangel Michael that we give every day. Well, it's like anything else. If you give this every day of your life, you're going to build up a momentum. Yep. You'll build a momentum of light and protection in your aura, and you can pray for others. So the, the, the use of the spoken word is a very, very powerful tool. Now, one of the gifts that we've been given 
literally within the last hundred years through dispensation, is an understanding of the violet flame. This is a very spirit, very specific frequency of God's energy that manifests as a fire. My, you know, our God is a is a living fire, and so when we call forth this violet flame, it draws forth this energy of God into our auras, into our world. What does it do? It repolarizes energy. It transmutes negativity and turns it around to a positive polarity. So you take your karma and you can balance karma through the violet flame. You still got to learn some lessons in the physical, but you can dramatically reduce the effects of karma in your world and on the planetary body. But you must call forth this violet flame it's there for our use, but because of free will, if we don't call it forth, it's not going to do us any good or the planet any good. Indeed. Well, well and, and, and in the realm of uh, healing, there's color healing, too, that goes on. And, and that frequency of the violet, I mean, if you put a, a violet gel over a, over a lamp and, and place it on a part of your body that may be in, in, in a state of dis-ease, mm-hmm. uh, it, will, it will heal it. So there's something... There's something real about this violet flame. It's not just uh, saying, I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light the lone I bow. You are drawing down the energy of God specifically manifests as what we call the violet flame. It has a certain vibration and mm-hmm. energy, and it has an effect in the physical plane. And it, you know, it, the, the, one of the, the ways it's talked about is that when it goes through your four lower bodies, there's a lot of space in our body between the atoms and electrons. Right. And debris builds up there. What is that debris? It's misqualified energy. You know, when you misqualify energy, it doesn't go anyplace. It sticks with you, and you <laughs> no. build it up, you know, below, like the, molasses, below okay. the solar plexus. Yeah. And so it's there, and until you transmute it, it's going to be there. You don't wonder why do people walk stooped over after 75 or 80 years. Part of it is their karma that they've been carrying. So the violet flame will actually cleanse and purify, and all of a sudden, you're going to feel lighter. Yep. It's like you throw off a backpack. Yeah, wow, right. I feel differently. What's going on here? This works. And you start with this embodiment, and in six months, if you apply it, you can go back to other lifetimes. And, and this is the cosmic cleanup crew. And this is how, <laughs> and I know we're going to talk about the ascension in the next segment, mm-hmm. this is how we can make our ascension in one life. Indeed. you know, And a lot of you out there listening have um, taken us up on our free book offer and downloaded via flame to heal body mind and soul for those of you that haven't it's a free book we offer it to you from the from our hearts to your hearts and here is the here's the the link you want to write this down very simple tsl.org slash violet flame book that's tsl.org slash violet flame book this is a copy a digital copy of our very popular um, guidebook a little pocketbook called Vita Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. And, and you know, you start out with it. You experiment yeah. with it. You know, God, I'm not sure about this, but you know what? I'm willing to give this a try. <laughs> oh, give it a try. And, um, you know, <laughs> I've told the story in the past, but when I started with decrees, which is a number of years ago, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to really make a big commitment. I'm going to give five minutes a day. Oh, pretty oh, impressive, oh, oh, oh. isn't it? You're carrying heavy wood there. <laughs> but anyway, I started out, and I said, and after two weeks, and of course, I didn't have more than five minutes a day. I said, wait a minute. I feel differently. Yep. I don't know what's going on here, but I feel differently, and I never look back. And things in your life had changed, too. Yeah. 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 I did the same thing. I, I felt a clarity that I had not known before. Yeah. And this was, I probably didn't even start, like you, maybe five, ten minutes a day. Yeah. And not every day, but it, it makes a and, huge and difference. And the key is, yeah. you know, it's there for us. It's like if you get a prescription from the doctor, if you put the bottle of pills or whatever you get on the shelf, 
often look at it, it ain't going to do you no good. You know, it's like the violet flame. Knowing about it is nice, but it doesn't do anything in your world if you don't try it and use it and use the power of God in you, the power of your throat chakra, the power of light from your, your I am presence, from God within. We do this 24 hours a day anyway, so why don't we just try doing it the way God wants us to do it and see how it changes our lives. I think it's great advice. Huh? I know. And when you're walking, just when you're walking upstairs or downstairs, you could be saying, uh, I, the light of God never fails. Uh, you know, I am yeah. that I am. I am the violet <laughs> flame. Anything, you know, yep. positive things. Positive things. Well, on that note, let's um, move into our next break. We'll be gone for just a couple of minutes, so please stay with us. We will be back for more. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, welcome back, everyone. We're very grateful you stayed with us. Today, we're talking about those four essential questions, the who am I, why am I here, where am I going, and how do I get there? So far, we've covered who am I and why am I here. Now, we're going to go into the where am I going 
Mm-hmm. And where are we going? We're going well, that's to, up to our, you, Tom. Actually, you have free will. You can determine where you go. <laughs> that's true, indeed. <laughs> and by my free will choice, I choose the ascension. <laughs> well, you know, bef- before we came back on the air, we were talking, Sydney. You brought up the, the the very interesting point about how exciting it is to know that there are all these different areas in 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 the world in life where you can go. You can go into government service. You could go into. You could become a musician. You could become an artist. Education, health, science, healing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that, <laughs> and you can win your ascension by by being in those fields. That might that might be your blueprint, right? That's that right. might be your purpose. I, I, this, everyone has a divine plan. Mm-hmm. Now think about that for a minute. You have a divine plan for your soul. There's certain assignments God has given you that no one else in the universe can do except for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do them, they're undone. And so we have a divine plan that's not a one-time thing, but it's ongoing. And part of our divine plan is to fulfill, of course, you balance your karma, but there's a divine plan for, for service to life. And most of us have uh, a ray or a strength that we build on. Mm-hmm. Someone that's been in the healing arts for many, many embodiments will have a very large uh, portion of their causal body will be green, a color of science or healing, or in government, or, or various aspects of service. Maybe art. Maybe art, exactly, mm-hmm. or, or the love flame or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we have a divine plan. Well, what's kept us from fulfilling our divine plan? Karma. Once we start getting karma out of the way, and you don't have to balance all of it to fulfill your divine plan, you can, God will lead you and guide you. And what I love about this is very often the, the divine plan, we will be working on it by balancing our karma. In other words, the masters are very good. If you have a certain karma, say, in, in the care of children, then maybe your divine plan is to help children in some way. And so, number one, you get very excited because you're fulfilling what God has want you to do and you can feel it in your heart and what you love what your passion is for and you're also balancing your karma so it's positioning take advantage of opportunity and when you think about the uniqueness of each one of us that no one else in the universe can take your place not only now but after your ascension in the universe Mm -hmm. that's a pretty high and holy calling how do i get there what do i do it's, well, it's, you know, and it's pretty you, amazing. You, you kind of alluded to something a moment ago that you have a hint, you who are listening, you have a hint as to what that blueprint or that divine plan might be. You have attainment. You have interests. There's areas of your life that seem to be coming together for you in a certain way. And there's a statement I remember reading. I don't know if it was in one of the decrees. And you can remind me, Sid, if you know. It's, I am in the best place my karma allows me to be in. Yeah. So this is what you're saying about the masters will work with you your guardian angel, your guardian seraph, all working for your best interest. So if you think about that you are right now, wherever you are in your life, you're in the best place that your karma allows you to be in, you can take that as a cue. Those things that you have to deal with, you're working on your karma. Don't, don't avoid your karma. There's a certain class of people that are known as karma dodgers. In other words, the <laughs> karma the will one. face them. <laughs> and the, but even the light bearers do this to a certain extent. Oh, do I really want to deal with this? I'd rather just avoid the pain. Well, if, if you... If you don't understand that it's something you have to deal with or you're going to keep coming back and back and back until you choose to, then you say, this lifetime, I'm going to take it and God, I'm going to ask God for help and I'm going to deal with this karma to the best of my ability because that may be the block from finding your twin flame, your eternal love, and maybe the block from your divine plan. I mean, karma messes up things, okay? (laughs) And as we start to resolve karma, things will open up to us. Let me, let me ask you this. There, there is a difference between a divine plan, uh, or uh, I should say, sacred labor and dharma. Um, I don't know. As an example, you could, you, you could be uh, fulfilling your sacred labor by uh, gardening, for instance. Let's say 
you become a gardener. But your dharma might be helping children in the evening or something like that. It, can well, you explain the is, difference between dharma these two? Duty. Dharma in the Hindu tradition is, is, is a word for duty. So what is our duty? Our duty to life. And it may be, you know, it, it, our divine plan is our dharma. For instance, I've shared I was in the banking field for most of my adult life. Well, that's kind of an odd thing for a spiritual person to be in, but clearly, <laughs> whether I had karma there or a dharma there, that was where I was supposed to be. That's what God said, this is where you need to be. And I, you know, I didn't question why, but I did it. And so you got the inkling early in life to train so that you could exactly. be in that position. Exactly. So, you know, we don't know the reasons always, but we know God has a purpose. And if, if we're on the path of the ascension, we can say our prayers to God and say, God, that's where I want to go. How do I get there? then you have to trust that God will bring you those circumstances and situations, karmic meetings, whatever it is, that you need to resolve to balance your karma to move on. And I, we haven't really talked about the requirements for the ascension. Is this a good time, Tom? It's a great time. Yeah, go, so go first it. of all, you have to balance 51% of your karma. Well, as you mentioned, Tom, it used to be 100% where well, there weren't many people making it, quite frankly, because <laughs> you know, they'd make new karma before they could get to the 100%. Uh-huh. So you only have to balance 51%. You balance the rest of it after your ascension. You don't get a get out of jail free card but you balance it after your ascension but you've gained your immortality okay you have a divine plan you have to fulfill that to the best of your ability and the circumstance you're in and you know you have to have love in your heart this is not a mechanical process you know there is a mechanical ascension that's not of god but it's merging with you know with uh, artificial intelligence so forth but you have to have love in your heart and if you don't feel love for god and for others then it, you can't make your ascension you know this is why we're here we love god we don't understand everything about God, but we feel that in our hearts. We love Jesus or Buddha, whoever it is. And that love is essential to making the ascension because without it, it just becomes a road exercise. You know, I think we've said it before that the ascension occurs through the heart. Not through the mind. Not through the mind, yeah. 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 So well, is that it on the qualifications? I'm tra- <laughs> I, I was kind of counting on my well, fingers that's, here. That's, that's a very simple. Well, I, I wanted to say this. Uh, it's harder to balance your karma from the etheric realm, from the ascended realm that it is from being here. It just behooves one to yeah. be aware that 51% so, is, is a nice target to shoot for, but you would want to get as much done here as you can before sure. you go it's on. It's much easier because it's hard to, you can't face, meet face-to-face with people right. like you do in the physical, when you have karma in the physical plane, it's a lot easier to balance it here. But I want to go back, if I may, Tom, to this, the concept of the violet flame. The Hindus believe in reincarnation. They believe, my understanding is, and ultimately a return to God, whether they call the ascension or not, but, you know, if it's taken a million years to get where they are now, it's going to take another million to balance it, so what's the rush? Whereas the <laughs> violet flame, because of this dispensation, we can make our ascension, St. Germain has promised this, if we will use the violet flame, we can make our ascension either in this life or the next one, depending on how old we are and the amount of time we have to call it forth. And so this is an, an incredible dispensation from God if we will use it. And it, it, hasn't, it's never, it hasn't been on the outer awareness in the world for Tens of thousands of years. It's been in the inner temples and inner places for the advanced souls. But this is here. It's given, God says, this is your opportunity if you choose to use it. And that's the key. If you don't use to use it, choose to use it, it does you no good whatsoever. And, you know, the violet flame, as we have said many times, it is a high-frequency spiritual energy. It is not the only one. There is the blue flame. There's the yellow flame. There's a threefold flame of the heart is what yeah. I'm getting at, which is blue, pink, and yellow. The yellow illumination Pink, the heart, and blue, the power, the will, the, uh, that's the throat chakra. Well, you know, so it's, it's almost like the military. You go through basic training. 
<laughs> and you learn the, the essential skills that you need. And so when we're on the path of our ascension, we need to learn the essential schools, skills, which are the science of spoken word, the use of the violet flame, how we live and act and so forth. And then you could specialize. You know, whatever your flame is, whether it's healing or government or the economy or service to life with children, I mean, there's, there's no limit to the places you can go and the things you can do. So yeah. balancing the threefold flame is, is what you're getting at, I think. That's Tom, one of right. the qualifications of the ascension. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think that we, we recognize in ourselves, most of us do, where we're heavy, where we're light. <clears throat> yeah. I'm a little bit on the uh, power side, you know, and I'm not maybe enough heart. So you can definitely tell when you're a little bit light on one of the flames and heavy in the yeah, other. You want to just kind of bring it into I'm focus. I'm all lovey-dovey, and I, I, I wish I had the power to get up in front of people and speak or whatever. But you're just so a you, big marshmallow. But you, <laughs> <laughs> so you take Toastmaster training yeah. or something like that. Anyway, well, you know, I mean, and it works, and it, it begins to balance this flame out. But I think that, that I'm telling everybody this, too, is that we all recognize in ourselves where we feel a strength or a weakness of that type. Because people will say, oh, I'm all hard, or I'm all this, or I'm all that. And I tell you just a very, very brief little story. I was in a self, one of those motivation training things Uh years ago. This is about 30 years ago. And they said, okay, I want everybody on the whistle. You go, and you stand behind the person that you think has the most heart. And when I say, go, go. So, go. And I'm following this person. I'm thinking, boy, they have a lot of heart, and I'm trying to get behind them, and I can't do it. They just, they won't stay still. (laughs) Then he, he blows the whistle again. He says, okay, stop. Now turn around. And see, I'm thinking I'm very much in my head. I'm all blue pretty much. And I turn around. There's 40 people behind me. I go, oh, my God. They saw my heart, and I couldn't see it. Oh, my God. You know, so it was a very interesting moment. And I went home that night and shaved because I had a big beard. <laughs> I was hiding, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that reminds me of another story here. Many years ago, Mrs. Provitt, one of our messengers, uh, was frustrated with some of the, the staff members that were in the organization because of their impracticality. <laughs> in other words, you know, just the common sense kind of things. And she, she, asked, she asked the Ascended Master Elmoria, she said, I don't understand why people are so impractical and they can't seem to, to, to make things happen in the physical. And he said, well, many of these souls had spent so many embodiment, embodiments in monasteries in the Himalayas, they were fine up there, but once they went down to Delhi, they fell apart <laughs> because they didn't have experience in the day-to-day things. So they sure. embodied in the West to learn a skill of how to get things done in the physical. Mm. You know, so we have to be careful not to judge people too quickly because they don't have the skills perhaps we have because they might have others that are much greater. Yes, yes. That's well, a good point. Uh, it's a very good point. Well, on that note, let's take another break, our last one of the day. But please stay with us. We'll come back and we'll talk about how do we get there. Okay, please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. 
For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse. And we are talking today about those four essential questions that all spiritual seekers have to answer at one point or another. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And before we go to the how do I get there part, which is the last segment today, in the promo to this show, I did mention a question, which was, is there really no injustice in the world? And I basically said, if you hear that question, you might be a little bit nonplussed by that. The answer to that question is karma. We've talked about karma all day long today. We talk about it in our shows on a regular basis. But the fact that there is no injustice in the world is really a, a, basically saying that there is that your karma dictates what happens to you. So there's, there's mercy. This is kind of a catch, though, though, Tom, if I may intercede here. Um, you know, things happen to us because of karma. Okay. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, people do have free will. So even though we may not have the karma, they may do something to us. Well, what does that mean? How can there be no injustice? Well, what it's saying is, in, in, the, in reality, there is no injustice in the universe. There can't be, because it's not of God. But there is a temporary manifestation of that, just as there's a temporary manifestation of evil. Evil cannot mm-hmm. exist forever in this, in this cosmos. It can't, because it's not God. And so there can be injustice in the sense that people have free will, and it can manifest but it's not really real. And I, I, I know it's real if you're feeling it. I mean, let's face it. If someone hits you over the head with a two-by-four, um, you feel that. Right. Well, and I, th- I think that the point that I, I wanted to make here is that when you think about what you're doing in your life and the fact that it's probably karmically driven, then you can't blame anybody else for it. Well, that's, that, that's, that's a key point. Yeah. 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 People shake their fist at God. Yeah. Why did you let my child die? Why did you let me get cancer? Why did you all these things? And... Of course, God, you know, the answer is, why did you let yourself? And this doesn't, not to condemn ourselves, because some of these things may go back tens of thousands of years to their karmic origin. And they will manifest. Law is a karma. It's just like the law of gravity. It's going to happen and going to return if nothing happens to intercede. And that's where the violet flame comes in. You can mitigate so much of karma that would manifest in the physical. Yeah. Not everything, because you have to learn some lessons. But you can, you can have a longer lifespan. You can be in a different circumstance. I mean, I remember I was living in a city a few years, number of years ago, and a truck overturned on an overpass. It was a curved one and flew down and literally just totally squashed this car with this poor soul in it. I mean, it was just a pancake, <laughs> you know. And, of course, the, the individual was killed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a returning a wave of returning karma. And he could have been a wonderful, I don't know who he was, dear soul with great light, but that could have gone back, you know, 200,000 years. So we don't know when karma is coming. We know it's coming. God has given the tools to deal with it. So why not take advantage of it? Well, indeed. And I guess, you know, and that's, this segment is all about tools and techniques. And you're, you know, one thing you're alluding to, I, I mean, directly, but I think it's the cosmic clock where we can have a glimpse of what's coming if we want to. And this is a complicated subject to some, 
But it's one of those ways in which we can look at our lives on this continuum and say, oh, okay, this year of my life, I'm dealing with doubt or whatever the case may yeah. be. You know, you, you may have a hint or a clue as to what's coming so you can be prepared and make the calls ahead of time so that that little, little bag of karma comes to your doorstep in the morning, you're ready for it. So, so this, would be, this would be the astrology, which a lot of uh, fundamental Christians do not want to deal with. Uh, well, it's a cosmic astrology. A cosmic yeah. astrology. This Broad. is Mother Mary's take on it, which is you study the God qualities, the 12 mm-hmm. God qualities, and their perversions as you go around the clock. And you, and you see your life in these 12-year increments or 12-month increments or 12-day increments, whatever. Mm. But you, just like you were saying. It's like we, we've done a show on that, on we, the Cosmic yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tools. And, you know, I, I'd like to intercede, if I may, here for, for a moment. And this is, the con- this is the concept <laughs> of, you know, well, this is all very nice, but, you know, I sort of march to my own drummer, so to speak, you know, and I'm on a spiritual path and, and I have my own way of doing things and so forth. And, you know, God respects that. You have your free will. But you know what? I've been doing it my way for a long time, and I ain't got nowhere. <laughs> so is, it, I, is that working for you? I recognize <laughs> that I need help. And that's, it, you know, it takes a certain humility to even ask for help from God. I mean, if, if you think I've got all the answers and I can get home free without all this stuff, well, that's fine. But you know what? We aren't there yet. You were not there yet. And, and that's, then the message says, look, if you want an accelerated program of spiritual growth, because we're all behind schedule, or most of us are anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know, quite frankly. So we have some catch-up to do. The door is open. The window is open. It's a cycle of opportunity that will not always be there necessarily. And so this is the best way. You know, this is our, our method, so to speak, the masters are saying, for getting home, for balancing your karma, filling your divine plan, and saving planet Earth, I might add, yeah. while you're at it. Oh, by the way. And so if we choose... <laughs> To, to follow this, there's going to be the greatest progress in the shortest period of time. And I, I, you know that brought up a, another thing I want to say here. We don't just do this for ourselves and our families. The, the planet has karma, okay? There's a cumulative karma on this planet. And we live on this planet, so we're part of that karma, whether we were, you know, key in, in bringing it forth anyway. The use of the vital flame not only transmutes your karma, but it transmutes planetary karma. And when you transmute planetary karma, that means people that aren't doing their violet flame or on a spiritual path will suddenly have, you know, the clouds apart. And they'll, <laughs> yeah. see, they'll see something of their I am presence, of their holy Christ self, of their spiritual divine plan. They say, hey, they'll think in ways they've never thought before because that karma or that weight has been transmuted. Yeah, indeed. And you know what? You can talk to these great beings. You can talk to God. You can have a casual conversation. You're driving to the store or something. Chat with, with your Christ self. Chat with your guardian angel. Chat yeah. with the masters. Yeah. They, they, they invite you to do that. They want that. I mean, holy Christ self, should, you know, should I really be doing this? Should I be going on this trip? Should I be you know, pursuing this as my career? Should I be marrying this person? You know, I remember once, I, I, years ago, and uh, years and years ago, I was <laughs> dating this young lady. She was a lovely person, you know. I mean, she was great. And I just, I remember saying one day, God, is this the person I'm supposed to marry? Well, I got to tell you, within 48 hours, it was over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, and it wasn't the person I'm supposed to marry. She was a dear soul and a wonderful soul, but it wasn't my divine right, plan. Right. So, you know, ask God for help. You know, really will make a difference. You but, know, another but, thing. But, but, I mean, I just wanted to say that it is not, and it, there's no pride involved in that. You can have this conversation heart-to-heart with God. Yeah. It's just yeah. a great thing to know. Uh, one of the things I want to mention is the, uh, the pearls of wisdom, which they say are written on, what, 49 different levels. And so if you, if you get a pearl of wisdom in your hand and you read it once, you might get just the first skimming of it. You read it again and you get a, a, a deeper level. 
But uh, the reason I bring it up is because these these pearls of wisdom are something that are available to uh, to members, uh, anybody that wants to get on board and become. And they're free. And they're free. And and what are they, Terry? Exactly. Well, they're dictations from the ascended masters with the pearls of wisdom that will give us the keys to how to make our ascension and where to go and what to do. And so, so there are things hidden in there. And so if people will, will get, get on board and start reading some of these pearls of wisdom, they'll, find, they'll discover and there are thousands amazing of them. things. And yeah, the, you can get them printed. You can get them online. Yes. Yeah. And TSL.org, um, I think just go to the website and look, just you know, type in the search bar, pearls of wisdom. Yeah. And I think you get the options all there. You, you know, I, I, I had a lot of concepts about the spiritual path. You know what? A good number of them just happened to be wrong. <laughs> oh, golly. I and, no and they were, they were innocent in one sense, but they just didn't have the truth in the teachings. So as we study these teachings, read these books, you know, listen to the dictations, aha. Yeah. That yeah. makes far more sense than what I had in my mind. You know, it's like we already know these teachings. We just need to be reminded of them. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like anything you do in life, you have to have a certain basic skill set or knowledge to be effective in doing it. And that's true with the teachings of the Senate Masters as well. Yeah. So, so you start somewhere. Well, and I think that that's, you know, to wrap up this final segment of how do I get there, it is study the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Choose to uh, use, utilize the science of the spoken word. Do decrees. Use the violet flame. Do a rosary. I mean, there are all kinds of, you know, variations on these themes, but they're basically and essentially the tools that will get you home. I, I think it's doing something. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to throw out all your cherished beliefs, whatever it is, but experiment with it and try it and see if they make a difference in your world. And I want to say one more thing, Thomas, with sure. closing here is that, you know, boy, this seems like a lot of work. You're not telling me I've got to go no. back and balance all this karma from not only this lifetime, but God only knows how many other lifetimes. I mean, am I really ready for this? Well, first of all, the fact that you're hearing this, I think, is a pretty good indication you are yes. ready for it. And so how do you get the enthusiasm for it? And, you know, I'm going to go through all this stuff and so on and so forth. It's very simple. It's the joy of doing it. The joy of knowing who you are and being on your path homeward will carry you all the way, no matter how far it is or how short it is. Yeah. Amen. God lives in your heart. Indeed. Well, thank you for being with us today. This has been a very fun show for us, I I can tell. It's been one of those special ones. And we hope that you agree. Um, If you have any comments, considerations, suggestions, ideas, let us know. Get in touch with us at TSL, at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. And we will answer you. Yes, we will. That's a promise. In the meantime, as we'd like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.